0: Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, where our mission is to foster the creative capacity and vibrancy of the Capital Region through advocacy, resources, and education. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and I have two very special guests with me today. Tracy Barharst, she is the Curator and Public Programs Manager at the Louisiana Art and Science Museum. And Amanda Moak, she is the Curator of Collections for the West Baton Rouge Museum. And they're here to tell us about the current, they're both museum's current exhibits, which actually have a whole lot in common, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So, how did, how did jazz tweak both interests so who wants to go first
1: um, <laughs> okay well you know it was born in new orleans new orleans is credited as the birthplace of jazz and specifically for february it was inspired um by different forms of black artistry and expression like blues music and ragtime music. So for us, it just felt appropriate to have it up during the Mardi Gras season. Um, And if you come and look at these photographs, you can see the passion and love these artists specifically have for their craft. And you can also feel, I think, the inspiration of the photographer. And it's just been a really fun story to share. So
0: So tell us a little bit about This is Amanda talking now. So tell us a little bit about what the the exhibit at the West Baton Rouge Museum is. So
1: it's called a Shudder and Sound, and it's the jazz photography of Bob Willoughby. And so it consists of 50 images that he took between 1950 and 1960. Um, they're black and white images, and he lived in California. And I just think this is a really cool story. When he would develop film at night, he would listen to the radio, and when he heard jazz music being played live anywhere he would drop everything and he would run and start taking pictures to like wherever the venue was um and it's cool it's not just one style of photograph it's not just staged photos but it's also not just candid photos he has photos of people on stage he has photos of people taking a break. Backstage he has photos of like the crowds going wild. It if it happened he took pictures and it's just it's a really cool exhibit. And he's
0: a pretty famous photographer, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. What is he I mean he he did a lot of celebrity type photos. He did. He
1: actually um is known for taking like backstage movie shots and like being on movie sets but he was very passionate about jazz music and he loved the artists that he ended up taking photographs of and that he was invited to take photographs of so he ranges from hollywood like movie sets to uh bars concert halls and stuff like that so Right, Tracy, so
0: what what tweaked your guys' interest in jazz? So our story is very similar to
2: Amanda's. Um, We at Louisiana Art and Science Museum were looking for a Black History Month exhibit. Uh, We're also always looking for something where art and science collide and create something. And um, So I happened to read this article called The Science Side of Jazz, How It Affects the Human Brain, and I thought that really sounds like something, art and science, and Black History Month, and... um, just all the things that we look for. So I started to look into the story. We also have a connection with Baton Rouge generals, arts and medicine, uh, with IMLS grant, um, which helps us to use arts and medicine. So it was a real combination of art, science and medicine that I was looking for the story for. And so I kind of wrote the story before we found the artist a little bit, um, finding out about jazz, going back to the roots in new Orleans, um, finding out about how, um, jazz can kind of relax people, how it kind of soothes the soul, um, and as I started to look into it, like there are neuroscientists who have have done MRIs seeing oh, wow. how jazz affects the brain, and it, it affects the brain for those who listen to jazz, as well as those who also play jazz uh, musicians who play jazz even more so. So we kind of, like, took that story, and then I thought about a jazz funeral. So I did some research on jazz funerals and how, like, they're healing to the community, and sometimes they used to last, like, a week long. (laughs) Um, And so I just got really excited about this story um, and then we had a jazz musician Claudia Hayden come and play at the museum last year as mm-hmm. part of our um, celebration with the uh, La Capitale Louisiana chapter of the Lynx who sponsors our exhibition and so I reached out to her and I saw on her website she made jazz art as well as played the flute <laughs> and I was like this is all coming together so <laughs> was I talked debate, to her yeah so Claudia debate. Hayden is one of our artists we have four artists Brandon Lewis who also works at LSU Museum of art I saw a painting that he had posted on Instagram that was a jazz funeral painting that was just glorious and so my uh assistant curator and I Beth Welch we were friends with him and we were like hey do you have any more uh funeral jazz art and he said I have some things I think would work so he had some musicians playing jazz instruments um and then we thought we kind of had it and we didn't know exactly what the we were looking for maybe three artists and then I remembered A strange connection that connects also with the West Baton Rouge, a photographer that I knew of um, who had worked in New Orleans for 25 years named Herman Leonard. And Herman had also had a 30-, 40-year... Longer than that, but specifically jazz career of, of photographing people, um, you know, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Billie Holiday. And so we were like, oh, this is just fitting the story so well. And then with Louis Armstrong, we also had um, the civil rights movement and how he used it kind of like you know jazz was a way to reach the people during that time and um we found that as i was reaching you know researching i found out that jazz was also uh, part of like the first jazz anthem was billy Holiday's strange fruit and mm-hmm. the civil rights uh, connection so it was all about how jazz has been healing over the years and that's kind of where the story took us and then our fourth photographer so herman leonard um was a white photographer and of course allowed in the jazz clubs but chuck stewart's the fourth photographer and he was a black photographer who was not necessarily allowed in the jazz clubs in the 30s 40s 50s um and so uh he was his assistant and they both worked for a famous photographer named yusuf karsh and they were there when einstein's famous picture was taken so there was just all these connections that started happening and and it it could be like five exhibits i think um (laughs) but like now it's one big exhibit and we're really excited about it. And um, Chuck Stewart also uh, took like th- 2,000 album covers over the years, including oh, wow. jazz, rock and roll. He was the uh, photographer who traveled with the Beatles when they first came to the US. So it's it's very exciting. And I think people are really already enjoying it. We had a free first Sunday uh, this weekend, and we had six hundred and forty eight people oh wow uh, in the museum and they came to see jazz and, and we had a, a student jazz band from Glasgow Middle already and we're we have all kinds of exciting things planned to go along with it.
0: So. Wow. So it just kind of once you once you started pulling that thread it just kept going and going. It kept huh? going
2: and going, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's been
0: really exciting to, to work on. So what Amanda, what goes into curating something like this?
1: Um, So our exhibit is one of the (laughs) traveling exhibits, and we love to bring those in. Sometimes they add variety to our calendar, um, and it exposes our guests, we feel like, to art and history that they might not otherwise learn about because it might not be like in our permanent collection and something that we can curate in house. But it also gives us an excuse to dive deeper into local stories. And so while Shudder and Sound, while that exhibit is on display in the Whitehead Gallery, we actually curated an accompanying exhibit that's currently on display in our brick gallery. Um, and this one's called Hustle and Flow, the Diary of Tukey. And it's, um, it's also black and white photography and it's modern day photography So it complements this exhibit. Um, And so the artist, Olivia Piscaldo-Jones, her, I guess, professional name is Tukey. Um, Mm -hmm. Her mother called her Tukey as a child. And so she wanted to be known as the Diary of Tukey. She is from Australia, but she has visited New Orleans a lot and so much so that she considers it her second home and she spends time between the two places Um, And so her exhibit is all images of the current music scene in New Orleans. um, And it's part of a larger collection that's her tribute to the city. And we thought it would be a fun juxtaposition with Willoughby's photographic history of jazz music, since jazz is credited as being born in New Orleans. And now we're having local current photography. So it's just a fun way for us to bring in traveling components but also have our own spin on it okay so how when did you start planning this how
0: long does it take to pull something especially Um, with the traveling yeah you gotta get on the list you uh? do
1: (laughs) so we actually you know you plan these things like two years out we actually have um contracts that we've signed for stuff for 2025 2026 so you always have to get on their calendar but also have to make room in your calendar and it's just a little juggling act (laughs)
0: is it a fun juggling act
1: I think so (laughs) I really enjoyed um setting up this exhibit it was um I'm new to this position so this was my first one that I really got to be a part of and it was just one of the best experiences getting to put it up and like open the crates I felt like Christmas morning (laughs) I think it was it's been great so so
0: Tracy tell us about your experience Um, Well, I'm from New Orleans
2: originally, so I grew up in New Orleans. I actually grew up right across the street from the New Orleans Fairgrounds where the Jazz and Heritage Festival, uh, the main (laughs) entrance to the fairgrounds, and my house had a balcony. It was... It wasn't a fancy house, but we could sit on it and yeah. listen to the Jazz Fest. So I've returned there most years, every year almost, to to go back to the Jazz Fest. So it was kind of something inside of me. Um, and then I had met Herman Leonard, actually, uh, when he um, evacuated after Hurricane Gustav and stayed with my parents. So oh, wow. I, I, that's what made me think of him. Um, he's connected with me by uh, way of a family member. So um, so the Jazz idea was just I mean, I just I, I played Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong for my children when they were little. They're all grown now, but um, it was just something that I was I thought was would be a fun way to okay. approach this exhibit. And how
0: long did it take you to pull all this together? Like you said, a, a year and a
2: half. I think I thought of this title, or close to this title, um, probably a year and a half ago, okay. and then um, we just started thinking about it, but you're always juggling, like you said, Amanda said, uh, you know, five different, six different exhibits at one time, trying to find artists, connect, um, make a story. Um, okay. it's, it's fun, but you have to be
0: ready to multitask, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so what else did you learn about how, or what is something that, that you really learned about how jazz affects people? health-wise? What, what did you learn? So there's a lot
2: of research in general about the idea that music is good for people's brains and that music relaxes you. Music uh, lowers the uh, your blood pressure. Music calms your whole mental state. Um, but As I reached into it and looked at jazz more specifically, the improvisation, that's the title of the exhibition, Improvisation, the Art and Healing Power of Jazz. The improvisational nature of the music is what makes jazz kind of a super music for the brain. Um, When a person's listening to the music, their mind has to... Uh, connect with what's going on inside the piece and jazz itself is very improvisational. People are making the music on the spot. Oftentimes mm-hmm. they're creating together. One uh, musician has to listen to another musician in order to work together. Um, they're not always like planned piece on a piece of sheet music. So um, the, the working together is really strengthens the brain. Um, for the musicians. And then for the listener, they have to do the same thing by listening. Um, also, youths, it's really good for young people to play an instrument and to learn music and to do that improvisational um, type thinking. And so that's really good if young people are are um, okay. listening to jazz and well, playing I, jazz. Well, I
0: always thought of music as, as healing and soothing in that It could help you deal with emotions that you maybe can't process any other way. But this is a whole new spin on it, kind of. It is. I know, um,
2: you know, I grew up catholic and going to catholic church and the music in the church always i mean some people cry as soon yeah. as they hear the music and i think like you're saying the feelings that it evokes um when we play the music in the gallery while we're hanging the art i mean we're getting emotional sometimes because we hear a song that you know maybe our grandparents danced to or our our parents listen to and Um, we'll mention it to each other as we're as we're hanging the art in the gallery it it allows you to share and tell stories
0: it does it's very storytelling okay so um tell us how long how long are are since we're talking to you tracy how long is this exhibit up and how can people go see it so the exhibit is up through september
2: Oh wow! Um, yeah so it's a six-month exhibit Um, we put a lot of energy into it and
1: um (laughs) it's gonna hang for a while it's gonna be there for a little while
2: also it's just um so exciting and we want to program around it i'm also the public programs manager so my job is to get people in to see it um we have our first opening um art after hours is going to be next Friday, not this Friday, but Friday the 16th. Um, and we'll have Mike Foster Trio, and that event is also mm-hmm. sponsored by La Capitale, Louisiana Chapter of the Links. Um, so we're going to have food and music, and it's free because they've sponsored it. Ooh, so these anybody... ladies are pretty good,
0: aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are amazing.
2: Um, and they have sponsored the whole thing, so anyone can come for free. So we invite everyone to come see it on that night. Uh, like I said, we just had free first Sundays, and it's always Open on Sundays. We have a concert scheduled on April twelfth with Claudia Hayden again, since she's an artist okay. in the exhibition. We thought she should sing and uh, not sing. I'm sorry, yeah, play flute. <laughs>
0: she's amazing. She did she a jazz amazing. listening room, and I did a podcast with her. And that's how last we first year. found
2: out about it from um, her doing the concert here, and then uh, one of the links members, um, yeah. Clovier Tori, told me she, Claudia Hayden just did a concert over there and. She plays the Native American flute and she told us all about it. And I reached out to her, and it, it's just been a, a great relationship that we've. Yes, she's a pretty neat lady. She's
0: a really, really wonderful person. Um, so tell us how we can come over to across the river and what can we do when we get there? <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. So, Shutter and Sound will be open through March 17th, and um, we're open. Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 4.30, and then Sundays from 2 to 5. We are closed to the public on Mondays. Um, But this month, February 16th, I believe, the third Friday of the month, we always have historical happy hour from 6 to 8, and it's a free event that's open to the public. And for February on the 16th, we actually will have Zia Tamami in, and he um, runs the longest jazz radio show through the LSU radio station in North America, um, which is really cool. And he will be interviewing um, Mike Essenault, Harry Anderson, and Herman Jackson Mm -hmm. about the rural roots of jazz and like the permeation from New Orleans to California. Um, And they'll even play some music for us. And so the exhibits will be open, and it's going to be a really great time to come out and see everything. You're in for a treat because Mike Esnault works here with us. Mm -hmm. And he is... I love it.
0: Sometimes he comes down to the Black Box Studio and plays on the baby grand just to relax. And I'm like, oh, "We can do this again <laughs> right. if you'd like." <laughs> so we're we're very excited. Yeah, and that one. he and uh, Herman and Zia are all three winner recipients of our Alvin Batiste Hall mm-hmm. of Distinction Award, which is the new one's coming up. <laughs> Brandon Morsalis is going to be the recipient oh, this that's year, exciting. and we're presenting that at our. February twenty second, I believe, uh, River City Jazz Masters concert. So, get we have your a we have an now. image of mm-hmm. Wynton
2: Marcellus in yeah. the Herman Leonard collection that we have yeah. on the wall.
0: So that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, ladies. Well, thanks again. Um, want to tell us how to how to get websites? Each of you, Tracy, you want to tell us how we can find LASM sure. uh,
2: Louisiana Art and Science Museum. It's LASM.org, dot org. So reach out to us, and okay. you can see all our programs and what we have on view. Okay and
0: Amanda yeah, can we, so find you guys?
1: we are the West Baton Rouge Museum.org, mm-hmm. Um and then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff All right. All
2: we're right. only on Facebook and Instagram I don't think we're on Twitter <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a lot
0: of stuff to keep up with isn't it. Okay a few other things to remind you before we go the Alvin Batiste Jazz Society has a special Valentine's evening of champagne and jazz planned. It gets underway at 6.30 here at the Cary Suraj Community Arts Center and our black history month exhibit protective styles narratives on black hair within contemporary art is hanging in the shell gallery throughout the month you can get information on both of these as well as the upcoming river city jazz masters concert honoring uh, Branford marsalis at our website artsbr.org that's a-r-t-s-b-r org we hope you'll see, turn in again next sunday we thank you for joining us this morning for AC23. You can catch replays on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Support for this programming comes from Shell, our generous donors and members. To help us continue programming like this, please consider joining the Arts Council or becoming a donor. Information can be found on our website, arts.br.org. That's a r t s b r . o r g.